In the words of the gorillas, I'm useless, but not for long. The future is coming on. And this is the Fat Man Chronicles. Welcome to episode 152, I'm sorry, 151 of the Fat Man Chronicles with 22 episodes in on FMC Run Chicago. See, I got my numbers all mixed up (laughs) and 12 weeks until the race, which is insane. Wow. Anyway, I'm Pete and I'm with my buddy Dave and we are just two middle-aged dads trying to figure it out. Seriously. Well, especially with all you've had going on, you're gonna oh, you're gonna sound man. like you got a bad cold. But what's what been happening, wreck, Pete? What a train wreck! Are we really on our twenty sec twenty second episode of doing this? Uh, yeah. Holy crap! That's pretty cool. Yeah. Kind of yeah. nuts. Hello um, from COVID land. Yeah. So it's been two weeks <laughs> since we recorded, and. You let people know that online. Yeah, that, I, that certainly backfired, didn't it? It sure did. <laughs> I so so you posted that you have COVID. You you show was it the COVID test or? Yeah, I, I posted, posted a picture of the test, like in the if, FMC if, page. Yes, and I did not realize. I know that it doesn't differentiate between you and I it just says fat man chronicles so I had tried to go to the page as me when I'm on my phone and I go to fat man chronicles it automatically switches me to admin mode so everything I do changes to fat man chronicles and I did not realize that it was posting as that yeah and then yeah so I had all uh, the (laughs) go ahead no, I was just going to say that all the Pete lovers started texting you. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I had, Michaela was at piano, and I, there's a, a grocery store just a few doors down, a Jewel, or as we say <laughs> yeah. in Chicago, the Jewels. So Jewels. I never understood that. I was at the Jewels, and um, trying to get, like, shopping done for <laughs> that, you know, like, for the weekend and stuff. So I've got a list, and there's, it's only a half an hour lesson, right? So I'm trying to power through, and my phone just starts going off. Like, <laughs> I'm talking text after text, message after message, and I'm like, finally I look, and my sister had texted me, and I finally said to her, like, why does everybody keep asking me if I feel okay or if I have COVID? Like, what is happening? And... I had just come from being with her daughter. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So, who's a baby, nine months old. So I'm like, no, I don't have COVID and was just around your kid. Like, yeah. So, you know, the, the things there are lesson learned. Like, we need to make sure we know, 
like we're saying, who posts if it's something like that? So we oh, learned yeah, that yeah, lesson. Yeah. Second is, like Sally Field, they like me. They really like me. Like it was, yeah. it shows that people do care. So that it was part nice. was great. Yeah. Yeah, except that no one reached out. Right? Like they all, it was all Pete. It was pretty funny. I'm like, that's awesome. Well, but that's because I definitely, nobody, nobody else has ever been an admin on the page but me. Yeah. Until now, right? Yeah, which is interesting. So I will definitely try, and I don't know how to undo that on my phone, right? I'd much rather post as me where it just says my name than have it switch because I don't want to go to something else too and then it say Fat Man Chronicles. Not that right. I, I do anything controversy, but uh, it, so I definitely will make a, a, a mental point to either write, this is David when I post, or just do it for my, reg- like make sure that it's coming from my regular page, not an admin role on right. FMC. Yeah, and I think a lot, so there's this new, or it's been around, but now it's almost like a default, like where you could post anonymously in groups. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna have to look to see if there's like a setting we need to hit so that people don't post anonymously in places. I don't quite understand it because I mean there's enough anonymity in social media that people are keyboard warriors. I can't imagine. Yeah, I can't. Now you don't it. have to put your name. Yeah, we get that a lot in our uh, PTA group now. Group member, right? I'm like, come on, just say what you have to say or address the person. You don't need to air out your laundry as group member in the PTA page, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so. I guess where it could come in, so like No Fear Project, I could see a, it could be good, right? Like if somebody has a sure. question, they don't want to associate with themselves. I get that, but yeah, things like PTA, I mean. Yeah, come on. Yeah, we we've had we really a few of those happening anyways. now. Yeah, we've had a few of those in like the like college class group, parents group that Daniel's you know, because the mm-hmm. Daniel going, like, we have to be in that group. You don't have to, but it's good, right? Yeah, so, yeah. But we get a lot of group member posts now. Yeah, well, sometimes that's the only way you know what's really going on, right? Because oh, yeah. your kid doesn't tell you. <laughs> Maybe your kids <laughs> tell you, but there's a lot of stuff my kid doesn't. Like, what do you mean you got this? Oh, I thought I told you. All right. Dave, Such my is kid, life. My two older kids were here this last weekend. We baptized my niece, so... Um, godparents again which is great you know it was fantastic so my and my older kids were here and I mean my my son at 18 like he didn't tell me a lot before but at 18 like I mean he'll tell me if I ask right but he's very yeah, much yeah, that yeah. kind of person like I'm not going to say anything unless you ask me and 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 I didn't ever think like hey maybe I should ask like did you get a tattoo <laughs> the answer would be yes. I had no idea, right? I just see it yeah, all yeah. of a sudden, right? And he's like, "Oh yeah," and I mean, there was a very good reason behind it. You know, it it was just uh, a year ago that that big accident happened. The accident. Daniel's, um, you know, friends, you know, died, and it was a tribute to his friend uh, Callan who passed in that accident. So, I mean, if you're gonna get a tattoo, that's a that's a pretty good reason to do it. Sure. So. Um, I, I'm not like disappointed or anything like that wasn't, you know, I, I'm fine with it. It's more like I would have to specifically ask like versus me. Like I would have been like, hey, mom, dad, I did this. But I might not have told them before because they would have been like, what are you, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. Well, but, I know that. 
because I had to tell my parents that I got any of my tattoos. And uh, I was there. Do you remember the bar jukebox Saturday night? Used to be in Lincoln Park. Yeah, yeah. So I was a I was a bouncer there, and uh, my dad walked in one day. I didn't know he was coming in, and he saw one of my tattoos underneath my sleeve, and he'd lost his mind. And my buddy was there, and he's like, "If you think that one's bad, you should see his other one." And then <laughs> and I'm like, "Thanks, thanks for having my back, bro." Yeah. So my dad lost his mind because I had like four tattoos at that point. Yeah, I mean, it's not something that I've ever done, but I get, I get it. Like people, some people are like, that's a big thing for them. And if this yeah. is what you know he does, it's what he does, right? But it's just funny. It's more like or, or along the lines of, I have to specifically ask, or I'm not getting much out of them. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I'm the same. If you ask me, my answer will be fine. And then like, okay, then Fair could be like, all right, she'll go through like specific questions and Braden's the same way so uh like she'll make Braden give her three specific details about his day from school because otherwise he'll come home and be say it was fine every day will be it was fine it was fine nice yeah yeah so us get men we're open emotionally yeah yeah <laughs> i mean I, I think everybody knows that by now uh, <laughs> covid tell us about it what like how was the week before that and then lead up to when you got sick? The week before was not bad. Um, some of the things we st- we attempted to talk, um, and what I was trying to say was the stuff that was in the forefront of my mind, I did really well. The eating, the water, the walking, that kind of stuff. Taking my vitamins and my pills every day, I did really well. Um, I took pictures of my food every day. Food tracking immediately went out the window. And I'm like, who am I kidding? I'm going to log, do a pictorial thing of my food. And then I wasn't really good at sharing them. But that kind of stuff, I did really well. And I was very happy with. I weighed in every day. And the stuff that was kind of like the random things that I picked that I wanted to do, like reading every day, and meditating were so far from my mind that I did not accomplish those at all. So I, what I, what I, I think you were going to mention this about writing them down and being more like um, focused on everything and having a visual of those things. I was going to do like I, I felt like I really needed that for the other things like um, just being better at prepping for the day and keeping that at the forefront of my mind. So week one was really good. I had a plan going into uh, week two. And uh, Monday, I was kind of under the weather, but I didn't feel too bad. Like I felt like the heat and the walking, I was just kind of tired from that, right? I felt a little short of breath. I didn't think anything of it. And then Tuesday, uh, I felt like I was at a fraternity party the next day where I was a little more tired. And then uh, Wednesday morning, I woke up and I just felt like I was at a, like a two-day fraternity party, smoked two packs of Marlboros and drank way too much. And uh, by, ele- by 1 o'clock Wednesday afternoon, I was in bed for the next 36 hours. And it just, I didn't have a fever. I didn't have a cough. 
I didn't have like the aches and pains and chills and all that stuff. I just felt so tired and winded that I I was in bed for like 36 hours. I took a home COVID test on Wednesday and I got a slight little line and then I took one Thursday and I got the big line. And then I was, I've been in bed ever since. Well, you so. definitely want to make sure that you're not getting brasic. I know that he has a lot going on and a lot coming yeah, up. So big, that probably it, was a big thing for you. Yeah, and Wednesday morning, um, we had gone throwing together. And uh, I didn't feel well enough that I wore a mask in the car just to be safe because I wasn't sure. And, uh, and then, of course, we were outside and we were, you know, 200 feet apart. So uh, I wasn't worried about that too much. And then um, at the point, he was like, 12 days away from camp and now he's six days away from camp and um so that was a huge concern so i isolated uh, i just left my room for the first time today and where our we have a first floor master so where our master is it's totally out of the way he would have to purposely come to that room to see me like he could freely move around the house and not be within 20 feet of me he'd have to go down a hallway and then make a turn so uh, that's where i isolated and uh we've been doing a lot of texting but i basically at one point i didn't see him wednesday or thursday friday saturday i didn't have any contact with him at all and then uh like i've seen him like he brought me coffee uh this morning and he had a mask on so uh he took another pcr test today so his second one in a week, and then he has to do another one on Friday for camp. But knock on wood, he's been good, and Farrakh has been good. Have you? Um, so will you test before you go back to work just to see what your viral load is, or? Uh, I might do a home test, but I mean the contagious part of it. Um, I think I'm I'm over, right? In my um. My boss works in a hospital, so she's like, you were probably contagious for the three days before you even tested positive, too. So at this point, I'm going back to work tomorrow because I only work for a couple of days, so I might take another home test uh, tonight. But So we'll see. I mean, I know people who have tested for weeks positive yeah. after having it and being symptom-free. So I think right now I'm only worried about the contagious part, and I'm still going to wear a mask. Um, well, if you figure out what the contagious part really is of this virus, then you could make a lot of money because nobody right? seems to really know or understand it, right? It's it's all 100. kind of a guessing game. Um, yeah, so but, I'm, you know, I'll wear a mask at work. I wear a mask around the house. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's know, smart. I, I think know. that that's the guideline, right? Like ten days with a mask or something. Um, yeah. Well, my paperwork from the. Uh, the very helpful clinic that I went to says I should isolate for 10 days. Man, that, that was yeah. a lot of sarcasm. They were a total waste of my time. But Yeah, and I feel like I led you down, uh, led you astray by, you know, in Illinois, it's like pretty easy to get treatments for the, well, for COVID. And I, yeah, and it, I, I kind of pushed on you a little bit to go get, you know, because you've got a comorbidity, right? Just obesity is a, a comorbidity. So it is. And here, like because of that, like even the pharmacist in Illinois can 
can give you Paxlovid, right? With the comorbidity, it's pretty easy to get to get it. And, and I, by you, you got to go to like a special, like super secret clinic or something. And and part of that, and I didn't even know this Pax Paxlovid thing until everyone started mentioning it. And then there's some kind of infusion you can get. Yep. And it's not difficult to get. You just have to know about it. And I don't have a primary doctor. And I think if I had a primary doctor and I went to them, they could have prescribed it. What I didn't know is if you go to like an urgent care center for a COVID test here, that you have to go to a special test and treat place. And the urgent care center that I went to was not one, but a half a mile away, there was one. That's so strange. <laughs> so weird. I mean, yeah. Like, and if I if I had just known, like if I went to the place that was a half a mile away, then I could have gotten tested, came back positive, and they would have given me the prescription, and I could have just went a quarter mile down the road and gotten the prescription from the pharmacy. And I do think that the pharmacist here can prescribe it. They just have to take a certain class to be like a, a, a continuing education class to prescribe it, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not as difficult as it seemed that day. I just didn't know anything about it. And that's where the difficulty came into. Well, I got to be honest. Like, I, that process is terrible. Because how... Oh, I... I mean, so everybody's supposed to Google everything before they leave the house? Like you go to a facility to get treated you expect to get treated right like it it's very strange to me that they would divide it up like that but at the same time you know there is something to be said like you said for having a primary care physician could have made it a little bit could have made it a little bit easier um but either way yeah here i feel like they give them out like tic tacs so it just is weird to hear that it's the, there's the, a process. Yeah, and I got money grabbed because a lot of times we lose the patient in patient care. Is I asked Farica to call to see if they could give me that I tested positive on a home test. If I came in and retested with them, if they could give me that prescription, and they said yes, so I went in. So that they could sign me in, treat me, and then send the money into insurance, which is a common urgent care thing to do. And uh, I was more mad, too, because I was just a money grab. If they had just told me up front that they couldn't do it, then I wouldn't have wasted my time. And I would have went to the other, like, called the other place. Right. And then I actually would have gotten the medicine. Well, lesson learned. Now you... Now you know, and yep. hopefully never, never, ever, ever have to use that knowledge. But it's there in case yeah, if I a don't, friend of if, yours needs it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so if I definitely never have to go through this again, like I feel very fortunate that I had, in all things considered, a super mild case of COVID, but it's still a butt kicker, and I don't want to go through that again. Yeah, for sure. Nor do I want to get, like, uh, if I needed a primer to get my butt in gear and lose weight and get healthier, 
it was this week because I don't want to be sick anytime soon because being sick sucks. Yeah, for sure. Any any um, thought on a primary care physician? Like, did this well, make you think like maybe I should have one? Well, technically I have one, but they're in D.C. and they're a pain in the ass to get to. And I have the new primary care doc that I'm going to go to who's related to my cardiologist but all the tests that my primary care physician would have done for me my cardiologist did so I just didn't rush to go get to sign up with the new doctor because you know my you know my thinking is all the tests I would have done, my cardiologist did, and I don't need a 15-minute appointment for him to tell me I'm fat, right? I already know that. So I didn't, I didn't really rush to go um, sign up with the new, uh, new doc, but now I will for sure. Yeah, just easy use, Because life right? happens. Like and some, once yeah. You, yeah, 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 100%. I think it would have made this easier and um it's just another moment in your life when you're older and things take a a different um affect you mentally more than other things uh than they would have when you're 30 right well that's been i mean an okay week a very very rough week and now i'm sure you know there's going to be some more recovery time for you but hopefully you can get back on track and you know i'm sure that the you know doing things like eating well and stuff that kind of goes to the back burner while you're sick so you know as you get reacclimated without covid <laughs> sure you're going to be raring to get back at things yeah yeah this whole week really has been um chicken and rice soup and some lentil soup and uh Lots of NyQuil and water is really what I lived off all week. So, um, and uh, club crackers. I've had a I've had a great diet <laughs> this week. There you so go. So I'd like to. I mean, I'd like to get outside and and even if I just walk a half a mile or or something, I would just like to start at least doing something to try and get my um, uh, energy back. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I can, I did, I have not had COVID, so I can't relate to that part. I, I, you know, my. Have you not had it at all? Well, that's a good question. I don't believe so. Not officially. However, I will say it over and over. I've said it on this show before. I really think I had it the end of December 2019 into beginning of January of 2020. Right, right, right. Uh, Because I struggled for months after that with my breathing and my heart rate didn't come down for almost 18 months, over 18 months. So I think I had long COVID. I have no other explanation for it. Yeah. Uh, But I can't prove that right because we didn't have tests we didn't even barely know well we didn't know that covid was here at that time 
but it was it keeps going back more and more we're finding out that it was here well before we thought and that people were passing it asymptomatically with that first one so um Mm -hmm. you know kind of your your boss's point right like you could pass it two or three days before you even start seeing symptoms so uh you know i may have had it then but i haven't had it since uh and yeah sure i know a lot of people who have so i feel pretty lucky that way but yeah i mean look i got enough problems without covid i i really don't need that (laughs) to 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 push me so i mean i will say the habit group um has helped me understand how my focus wanes so easily it's been good to you know we haven't been super active in there but it's definitely helped put things at the forefront for me and coming out of you know these last or coming into these last two weeks of the month I want to concentrate on exactly what I had written down in that group and it's evolved a little bit from a health and fitness standpoint. My eating hasn't been focused, right? But I've eaten less. Now I need Mm -hmm. to make it focused. Now I need to not only eat less, I need to eat a little bit better. And I know a lot of people nutritionists especially that I've seen like they kind of get on me about that what I mean is it's okay I'm not saying it's not okay to have a little bit of ice cream or it's not okay to have a little bit of pasta the problem is when I do it that little bit becomes a lot very quickly and those foods one for me they they make me bloated they also make it so that I'm achy, like my, my joints get achy, uh, which is not good when you're battling uh, bursitis. That that doesn't do well when I'm not eating well. And it's a slippery slope for me. Once I have a little, I have a lot. And it's it goes from every other day or every third day to every day. And then it goes to multiple times a day. Right. And then it's that's the entire meal. And I know what that slope looks like. So what I need to do is just take that step back and re, uh, kind of refocus on eating the foods that make me feel best. It's not about avoiding specific foods because they're quote unquote bad for me. It's about looking at the positive side. What makes me feel best? And I will tell you, I've struggled through one long run with Kevin uh, last week or the week before, whatever it is now. Uh, And Mm -hmm. I had to cut my long run short yesterday because the pain in my hip flared up to the point where I really couldn't run. So I tried to run through it because Mm. with Kev doing the 10 miler, it flared up. And then I kind of stopped for a minute and I told him I just need a minute and I waited and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to push through this. And if I can't at a mile, I'll turn around and I'll just walk back and I'll meet him because it was, we were on a loop at Waterfall Glen and there's some elevation at Waterfall Mm -hmm. Glen for this area. 
getting 400 feet plus of elevation in a 10 miler means something you know i know for a lot of people that's you know going around the block is 400 feet but for us it's a big deal so anyway so i had it flare up and i waited and i went that mile and i'm like you know what i'm okay i had to go a little slower than i wanted to for that entire run however i was able to get through it and my hip actually started feeling better this time at about the same point my hip started to hurt I stopped, I, I stretched, but the pain was different. It wasn't, like with Kev, it was more achy and a little bit of sharpness. This was like mostly sharpness with a little bit of achy. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to kind of alert Gretchen it's going on just in case. I'm going to tell Holly Ann, uh, Coach Holly Ann, and then I'm going to try to go another mile. And when I went that mile... I like I was galloping, limping, and it and it was slow. And I'm like, you know what? I better. I'd rather shut this down, and live to see another day. So it it's sure. disappointing that I wasn't able to get that run in. And I'm not saying it's the food that did it. I'm saying the food doesn't help because it is causing some inflammation for me. I can tell. I'm bloated. I could see it on the scale. I could see it in how my clothes fit. That it's just pure bloat because the volume isn't, you know, that much to where I'm gaining weight. It's just bloated. So right now, yeah, well, it, it it it's certainly a contributor. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So right now, what my goal is is to have a good week of running. So I'm taking today which is Monday, we're recording on Monday, taking that off, and then going to do the rest of the runs for the week, culminating, I'm going to move my long run from Sunday to Saturday, with just because of things going on, and I am determined that that long run is going to happen, and it's going to be good. So to, to help myself, to, starting today, I'm, I'm going to focus in more on that eating part, and then the hard part comes when you get to the, you know, when you get to the point where, okay, we've got a friend coming in to visit. Our friend Mo is coming in. She's staying with us. That becomes harder when somebody else is around. Then on Saturday, we have dinner at a friend's. That becomes tougher, right? Because you don't control what's in front of you. Uh, Sunday, we have mm-hmm. a wedding to go to. So that again not not easy right with you know you want to drink when you're in these situations you want to sure, just sure. what's it you know what's there so i think if i could just start getting my mindset back to being more matter of fact about things that's really my goal it's eat better right. when i can when i can control it but become matter of fact about yeah i'm going to eat this but i'm not going to eat a lot of it or i'm going to choose to eat this chicken, but I'm not gonna eat the cake that's staring me in the face or whatever it is. And the Saturday run this this week, it's important it, for me because that I've done well up until then because I'm gonna run that 12 or 13 miles, whatever it is. And then we're going to the quarry in Lamont and doing a battle tag where you have arrows that basically I think you like shoot at each other. Uh, not real arrows. <laughs> at least I'm told it's not the Hunger Games. 
I'm, I'm told it's just, you know, a nice, friendly game of battle the, tag. It's like the uh, Velcro ones, right? Maybe. I don't know. I haven't done it, so Could I didn't be. really look at it. It just, it was called Battle Tag, and that sounds fantastic. So, I'm in. Let's try it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll be a sitting duck because I'll have run I thought you're gonna do 13 a... miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to do a, one of those Quarry 5Ks. Where you well, they've got the 10 miles. It's like all downhill. Yeah. There's a 10 mile. Oh, that'd be brutal. Well, there's a 10-mile Quarryman Challenge, so it's in that area that uh, Scotty talks about it. At times, they've run that course um, on 10 junk miles. Um, but mm-hmm. it's not in the quarry, but it's like around it, so there's a lot of undulation and such. But anyway, uh, so yeah, I mean, from that perspective i feel like i'm getting I'm, I'm gonna be a little bit better from the other stuff that i you know that was in the challenge you know the meditating and the reading is going well the writing is kind of uh on and off good and i've kind of i've come up with a new thing based on a, some listener feedback uh that i okay um Mark kind of gave me a note, and and it's made me think, and I'll probably be introducing what I'm thinking about in the next couple weeks, but uh, it'll be a different way for me to get my writing in and to encourage others to write if if they've got some creativity they've been trying to find a platform for, uh, try to help some others do that. So that'll be fun. And then... uh, the, the the other part for me has just been watching the Tour de France and some track and field, and it's like a great time of year for me because I love watching those types of events, and it gets me all pumped up to get out there on a bike, to get out there and run, to you know see search back through my memory and figure out which one of these people winning events at the World Championships Bray has taken a picture with, which I think is most of them at this point if they throw. So, uh, you know, Pete, I, I got to tell you the the lineage or the family tree, however you want to, of Braden and Olympic and world champions that he's come in contact with is unbelievable. Even as his parent, and I had nothing to do with, like, it's just, it, it's, it's unbelievable how, um, it's happened the last six years that he's gone down this road. And uh, I, I've been watching track and field um, nonstop this week. So it really timed out well for me to be locked in my room. But uh, I haven't watched much Tour de France. The U.S. Open, I didn't watch any, any of. But the track and field has been really fun to watch. And um, his uh, even uh, I was hoping to post a picture of Bray and Devin Allen today, but uh, that controversy happened last night, so I couldn't post that picture. Yeah, Devin got disqualified for a false start by like one one hundredth of a second, so not perceptible to the human eye. Not, not one one thousand of a second. Oh, okay. One, one thousand. I mean, to me, it doesn't even matter when you get down to those fractions. It, it's crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, I'm not saying that the electronic system they've put in place is wrong, 
But I'm saying that trusting that is 100% accurate 100% of the time. I would have let them race provisionally and gone back and tried well, to figure that out. Well, they used to let you... And they used to let you do that, that you can run under protest, but now you can't run under protest. And it happened um, to a, a woman from, I think she was from the Bahamas in the 100-meter um, semifinals. She got disqualified for the same thing. And the replay, it's not visible to the naked eye, right? So the argument now is... It's an antiquated system, and it hasn't adjusted to the modern-day runner because as runners get more athletic and faster, their reaction times are going to quicken. So if you watch the replay of the woman from the Bahamas and Devin Allen, your eye, even at slow motion, visually cannot see any difference in like a fault, like an obvious false start that you can see, and so uh, that's where the argument is: is that you should be able to to run under protest, and that um, if visual and, and um, that they should update the time that they have set for the false start needs to be adjusted for the modern day athlete. Yeah, I'm not sure. About I, I know nothing about that system at all. Uh, I do know that it's pretty heartbreaking when you get to that point. And basically right now, if you had an involuntary muscle twitch, that's going to count as a false start. And that's a problem for me. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's that's strange, right? Like, so I'm, I'm leaning... And I've got all my weight in these, on my fingers and, and the tips of my toes. And if a muscle fire somewhere, just trying to make sure you keep your balance, not leaving the starting block, that that counts. Like they were explaining, I remember in the U.S. track and field championships, um, the color commentator, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Well, it'll come to me. But Alto. anyway, he was, ex- yeah, he was explaining how even if you just have a tiny little twitch in your finger, that's a false start. So, and a lot of times, like I think about, like you lean on your hands, like you're leaning on something, like you're gonna have a muscle twitch, and it's gonna. So for yeah. them, they they have to train to the point where they are 100% still until that gun goes off, and. If you have something involuntarily happen, it counts as anticipation, right, of the gun. So that's right, right, just right. nuts. That's nuts. I don't even understand how that that could possibly be. So anyway, um, yeah, you know, running has you know. not been without controversy ever, but lately we've had a lot, so... Yeah, well, it's in the the throws event too. There's another guy, uh, Bray threw with who was, um, he did a he was marked as a foul um, throwing, and he protested the throw, and they through the protest they determined that what they called a foul was 
actually not a foul, but then they called it on something else, which they can't do. So he protested that, lost that fight, that protest. Then he protested again that other people were making the same foul that he was and that there was video proof of them doing the exact same thing and that none of them got called on the foul, only he did. So there's huge controversy in uh, throwing. And that throw, they had actually marked, and that would have qualified him for the world championships um, yesterday. So uh, there's a whole huge, um, in, within the throwers community, there's a huge controversy brewing in that too. And I think eventually um, they will actually change the rules um of all of shot put going forward because of this, what happened at the uh, national championships a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's pretty. That's the beauty insane. of sports, though, right? What's that? That's the beauty of sports: the thrill sure. of victory and the agony of defeat. I, I mean, I think when the defeat is not marred in, like, I, I guess I. As I age, I'm becoming more and more curmudgeonly in general. And I started out pretty yeah. curmudgeonly to begin with. But this, this, I can't stand replay. I, I'll be honest. I hate replay. I, I hate it. I, I don't like replay. I want just, you know, people make mistakes. It all evens out in the end. Let's just, it, it's why I can't watch football hardly. I, I mean, it's like every play I feel like is, you know, we're, scrutinizing was this really in was it out was it a catch was it not was it a fumble was it just let's play the game and same with track and field like oh yeah nothing see it let's go like forget it yeah well that's what someone said um this morning on the Devin allen thing is that okay it happened now let's go back and look at it and if you could not visually see a difference it's super slow-mo then let the let, let the race happen, right? Yeah, but we're taking so, all this time. And, 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 and nothing ruined football. Sorry. I no, was go ahead. say that nothing ruined football, then we lost the definition of a catch. Like, you would think that'd be a pretty obvious definition, what a catch is. And now it's been so marred and blurred that it, it makes football terrible to watch because you know it's coming. Yeah, I mean, this brings up something that I, I, I wanted to talk about briefly. We don't normally talk about controversy so much on this show, uh, but I wanted to bring up Badwater and Ashley Paulson, who set a mm-hmm. female record on the Badwater course. And for those that don't know, Badwater is a race that's 135 miles and it goes through death valley and it finishes up mount whitney and so you are going from the well i mean up until recently the hottest point in the world uh so one of the absolute hottest places in the world in death valley and then you're you're finishing going uphill there is a ton of elevation gain in this race ashley set the female record and did it in a way that was immediately scrutinized. And she has a past history of some controversy. She's a professional triathlete. 
somewhat new to the ultra world had run six other races i believe and won them all in triathlon she had been suspended for six months about seven years ago for using a banned substance however that the important part to note i think there is that she was originally banned for four years and they lowered it to six months so to me that means that the governing body of triathletes uh, must have thought that she ingested that accidentally which is you still get suspended because you can't use things but when they go from four years to six months there's a there's a reason um and then she's also been accused of cutting a course i think it was like in a half marathon or something um so she's not been without controversy in the past and in setting the record she ran segments of the course faster than any female in history including the previous record holder but i would argue that's how you set records so that doesn't prove anything (laughs) Uh, also she ran them faster than many many top men in history the race director came out basically saying look here's the history of bad water from when i took over in 2000 and i think his name is chris cosman and he came out and said here's like a a list of reasons why unless you could show me that ashley did something wrong i believe her this is a race that does incredible things i don't know if she did Mm -hmm. or didn't to me you're innocent until proven guilty my bigger thing is that the immediate response online is to get passionately involved on one side or the other. You immediately see things like yes. marathon investigation come into play. In that case, the that young that person, Derek Murphy, he's known for trying to suss out cheating in marathons, running races in general, but it's called marathon investigation. He's not without controversy. He actually talked to Camille Heron, who's one of the great ultra runners of our time and in history. She is a record holder through and through. And she said, here's my issues. Look at these times. They don't make sense. Ashley released her Garmin data. Her heart rate going uphill is incredibly low for as late in the race as it was the last 17 miles or whatever we're talking about her heart rate all of a sudden is Mm -hmm. like 118 beats per minute earlier in the race it was and this is going uphill earlier in the race it was like around one in the like the 130s so there's like there's that piece that people are looking at i could see both sides but again i think it's on you have to have proof right to to take her down however my bigger issue and the the part that gets me is the amount of passion and time we are putting into somebody winning a 135 mile ultra race if we put in a fraction of that to things that really mattered in the world how much better off would we be it is unbelievable to me that we care this much about a foot race who cares who cares? <laughs> I just don't get the. It, it. 
I understand talking about it, but it's the time and the passion. I mean, there are there are people spending hours and hours. And then, you know, there's a big point in the Badwater post, you know, in the comments where people are pointing to Marathon Investigation as the problem and, like, leave out Let's Run, which is just a cesspool of constant argument, right? So, anyway, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. know, like, if you've been following this, what your thoughts were, but... I. I, I'm just blown away by it. I, I did not. I I knew of it, but I didn't know. I haven't been following the story. I know that she released her data, and there's like a gap in the data. But really, I think the truth comes out in the end. There are always people who do incredible things, and. I personally, if she ran it, I wouldn't have thought, I wouldn't have any thought that she cheated. I, I think there's no need, like the Mar- Marathon Investigator, I think it's just the modern way of bullying and ruining someone's lives. Like, if a guy, like, you, you know the race where the guy hid in the Portageon? Yeah. For the race? Right? How does that affect my life in any way? It doesn't, right? I don't need we don't need for whatever reason that guy hit in a port of John to get a better result in the race is not something that two hundred and forty other million people need to worry about. Like I, I'm with you. I don't get it. It does. You don't need to ruin the. The guy's got enough issues that he feels that he needs to hide in a portajon, whether than for the whole internet world to destroy him for the rest of his life, where he probably has to change his name and disappear afterwards. Like I don't think the the punishment is far worse than the crime. And I, if, I, if you go ahead. No, I I was just gonna say I think that. That is a good point because it, to me, it just shines a light. Cheating to me, what we should be talking about, whether somebody did or didn't, is way less important than making sure that we have a system that has a strong uh, mental health care uh, ability that we can then get people help. You hide in a portajon, you need help. If you cheated at Badwater, you right, need right. help. The- that's the bigger issue is why is a guy hiding in a portajon to get a better result? And cheating is a part of life, right? It, it's, it's in any, look at the, the woman from Full House who got her kid into, what, what was it, USC, right? Oh, Lori Loughlin. Everyone is, yeah, in any aspect or phase of life, people are going to try and cheat the system. Right, like the bad water thing that's going on now is not any worse that it, it gets turned into what it is. Yeah, right? I mean, and, in and, my, and I don't. I, go ahead. Yeah, and bringing it up, yeah, I mean, that to me is a better discussion. And the other thing to to keep in mind, so somebody hides in a portajon, like in a in a race, right? I think that's a, a an interesting one, right? Because that's he needs to do that, and he just needs to avoid people. In Badwater, you have a van 
that has five people in it, pacers and crew Right, right. Members. She had to get five other people to cheat one of with the, her. maybe the hardest race on the planet with her, right? So right. people are like, how do you get one person might cheat, but then you're going to find five people and you're going to come up with this great scam to cheat Badwater? I don't like to me, I'm like, I, I don't think so. That's just too right. complicated. And for what? Like, and what, what are those people? Get? Yeah. What do they get out of it? Nothing. You know, that's nothing exactly. Because guess what? In at Badwater, you're. Let me let me explain how much the prize money is. Zero. The prize money is zero at Badwater. So yeah. I mean, if if she cheated, she needs help in a different way. If she didn't cheat, we should be celebrating sure. her. And right. I, I do understand that you've you've had controversy in the past. And I'm not saying that somebody shouldn't look at it. It's it's more the keyboard warriors that I've got the issue with and and where our concentration is as a society uh, at this point. So, yeah, I mean, hey, we're on the same page, Dave. I mean, I think everybody should just come on board. We'll solve the world's ills on this show and, and we'll just move forward. There to go. Now, the, here, speaking of incredible races and incredibly difficult races, during my sickness over the last week, did I see correctly that Shay is running Vol State? Yes. So she ran the Keys 100 and now is running Vol State and she listens to us? Now that's the thing we should be discussing, <laughs> right? Right? Two two men, two middle-aged men struggling to get back to being the average runner, and she is running two of the hardest races in the country. And yeah. can I just say that is freaking amazing that she was running Val State. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Along with some other TJMers and, um, you know, I know I'll forget everybody, right? Cause I don't have it in front of me, but I know Oak Miller was out there. Um, I think Diane was out there. You know, I know there's several people out there with them or not with them, but running that race. And it, if you don't know what Vol State is, look it up because it's insane. You can run it what they call crude or screwed. Um, so you could just be out there on your own running across uh, Tennessee. You could have a, a crew out there with you. But either way, it is just open road. You are just, you're on pavement forever. And it's hot at this time of year in Tennessee with a lot of sun. <laughs> so you want to talk about praying yeah. for rain. I'm sure they were several times in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's unbelievable. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I think we should wrap it up unless you got anything else. No, I'm good. I'm, awesome. I'm just glad we, we got this out. Like, I don't know what the next week is going to bring, but uh, hopefully slowly but surely I get the energy back and uh, we can accomplish something. Absolutely. Yeah, and everybody, you know, bear with us as we try to figure out as Dave's hours shift, you know, it's there could be some issues with with recording so just bear with us we'll get it done when we can you know we do this for fun not for a living so it uh it's secondary to what we have to accomplish 
but uh, hopefully we'll get a pat, you know, stay in a pattern, but, but stay tuned. All right. Other than that, we're going to wrap it up. You've been listening to episode 151 of the Fat Man Chronicles, FMC Run Chicago, chapter 22. The music is You Got Me Wrong by Safar. Share this with people who need, you know, a little some, you know, a little comfort in their ears. Other than that, everyone get out there and be better today. Yeah.